Thanks for listening to the Open Mind Podcast. I'm your co-host, William, joined with my friend Garner here. What's up? And uh, it's the Open Mind Session. Uh, we haven't done one of these in forever. Uh, and I don't even know if we need to call these the Open Mind Session anymore. But pretty much the Open Mind Session is no script, no nothing, no preparation work um, at all. And we just, whatever comes to our mind and whatever we want to talk about, we just discuss it. So if you enjoy, make sure you share it with your friends. And um, today in particular, we're, we decided to do a part two of the Bible contradictions we went through a couple of months ago. I think it was about two months ago. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to do a part two, and we're going to take on a different website. Uh, I don't remember what the website's called. Isn't it like Infidels? Uh, or something secular Bible, website. It's called Bible Inconsistencies, but you'll find it if you just look up Bible Inconsistencies if you, Contradictions. Yeah, if you search up Contradictions, it's like the second or third it's page on there. Kind of pointless. It's like secularweb.com or something. So, um, yeah, we're literally going to yep. just be scrolling randomly through the hundreds of ones that they've pulled through and discuss um, kind of where they misinterpreted it. And um, I do appreciate how they said uh, inconsistencies rather than contradictions, but they just pulled up There's so like 500 many. Of them. There's just so many. So um, this is not to say <laughs> that all of these don't need to be questioned. Um, there's many things in the Bible that needs to be questioned, but I'm telling you, if we can go through a couple of them and show how they just went drastically wrong on these then you got to, you know, the integrity of the whole entire website is, you know, questioned. So uh, I think let's just get right into it. Um, so we decided to do a part two on this pretty much because of how well the first one did. Uh, I think we did, we took on atheist.org uh, or com. American Atheist. American Atheist.com. They're American um, only. So. Yeah, we're going to take on this new website. Let me pull it up and get the exact name for you. Um, and it did really well, so why not do it again? Uh, it is called, yeah, just infidels.org, um, the secular web. Um, Sounds very secular. It, it really does. So um, they little, they stayed out. Inconsistencies do not necessarily equate to contradictions. Um, an inconsistency involves a lack of harmonious uniformity, regularity, steady continua- uh, continuation or agreement. Thus, a contradiction is necess- necessarily an inconsistency, but an inconsistency is not necessarily a contradiction. Um, but they, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. kidding you not. There's like 500 of these suckers. So, um, And some of them are, like, I just read one that's like, it's completely really pointless. Like it doesn't, it's not proving anything wrong. It's really, it's not even proving well, their side. Right. It's an inconsistency. I get that. But, um, yeah, it's not really contradictions. The problem is there's too many inconsistencies here. And the reason why is they're the, the main issue I have with these websites is not that they're taking one verse and then taking another and putting them together, but they're putting their own interpretation on a verse and putting no, their own there's... interpretation on another verse and putting them together. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not it's not even it's not, really the full scripture, the no, actual passage. It's not. It's just. It's not like they're taking two verses and saying, "Here's the real problem." They're taking two different interpretations by one guy. I mind. I searched up who did this. It's one guy did this. Um, 
Who spent the? He spent the time to do that. I um, guess uh, you know. So, um, you want to go first or me? At least he read the Bible. I'm gonna spin the wheel. Um, of of. Can I say like a really funny one real fast? Oh yeah, but l- let me say also. Uh, the past couple of days we've been having big audio in- uh, inconsistencies. <laughs> there we go. Audio inconsistencies. Inconsistencies. Contradictions. Um, so uh, hopefully. None of us are cutting in and out of each other. Uh, and I have a tornado that was three miles away from my house about 20 minutes ago. So uh, hopefully I don't get struck by a tornado. And um, hopefully the Wi-Fi is stable right now. But, yeah, go ahead and say your, your crazy one, and then we'll spin the wheel. And I'll okay. pick out the first one. So it says Matthew chapter 26. The oil is poured on Jesus' head. <laughs> it says Luke chapter 7, on his feet. That's what? all it says on his feet. It, that's, it just says on his feet. That's the thing. <laughs> so wait a second. Wait, wait, what's it saying? One said it on his head. One said it on his feet. One said it on his feet, but they're two different go- uh, things. Not gospels. They're two different. But yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They're two different gospels. What's the two verses? So it, they're really okay. Oh, wait, one's Mark. Uh, what chapter? So apparently, I'm trying to get in, reference. In, Oh wait, in in Mark, uh, hold on. In Mark chapter fourteen, verse three says on his head. In Matthew chapter twenty six, verse seven, it says on his head. In Luke chapter seven, it says on wait, his Mark, feet. Mark chapter what? What chapter? Mark chapter fourteen, 14? verse three. Okay, Bethany, these could all be different times. Yeah, there it could be. Yeah, that's the thing. I think and it, it could is be both different times. And if it's the same it time, could it could be, be both. Could be head and feet. That's pretty typical. Anoint the head and the feet. That's pretty typical. So, I mean, it is kind of the, all this stuff is pretty cool and interesting to like look at. So, we're going to randomly pick one of these couple out of a couple hundred uh, inconsistencies and uh, dissect it and see what it's talking about. So, I'm going to go first. And here we go. Okay. It says this in a bunch of places. Exodus, Numbers, Isaiah. God is a, this is their interpretation. God is a man of war. He is fierce and angry. Okay. And now they're saying, here's the inconsistency. In Romans, parentheses, uh, parenthes- what did I just say? Parentheses. Parentheses. In, Ro- <laughs> in Romans, Corinthians, and somewhere else. No, nowhere else. All right, it says, God is a God of love and peace. Okay. Oh, that's an easy one. This is very easy. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, God is man of war. He's fierce and angry. That's talking about because, you know, he has all, he's all powerful. He, He can be angry if he wants to be angry. He can put more, you know, he, like, he can... He is fierce, you know, like kind of like when he wants to be. And then, but he's a God of love and peace and justice. And because, you know, he's loving to his people and he's still loving to. He can be you know, both. <laughs> he can be both. He's got like, it's just like two uh, emotions. It's like kind of like emotions. It's sort of. Yeah, somebody could be a loving person like and, me. Just, and be angry. But, but the big thing reason. is. Is like you know he even loves 
the people like you know his 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 enemies remember or he says lovely your enemies and so yeah but man of war fierce and angry because he can be angry he can be loving and yeah that's pretty this is gonna be a fast podcast all right i'm up i'm gonna scroll random scroll random scroll let's see here i'm gonna take i'm gonna take a old testament one here we go Random scroll, Isaiah seventeen fifty. David killed Goliath with slingshot. slingshot. David killed Goliath again with a sword. First Samuel seventeen fifty. Let's see. Well, let me pull it up. First Samuel seventeen fifty. So one saying one killed uh David killed Goliath with a slingshot, and then David killed Goliath with a sword. That's the thing they are bringing up. Uh, 50, first seven, 1750. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and, and with a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took a sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed and cut off his head with it. Yeah. It's saying killed twice. Um, for sure. It's saying one killed him with a stone in verse 50 Very and they killed him with a sword um, in verse 51. Maybe that just knocked him out and then he really killed him with a sword. No, no. The stone's definitely saying struck in Philistine and killed him. Um, it, it could just be saying killed twice because it's a, it's more like – the first one killed him, but this is now a confirmed kill. Like he's it's dude, like he's the main idea. Him. He killed him, he, no matter what yeah, he did. Yeah, he's making sure the guy is dead for sure. He's confirming yeah. that he killed the guy. Yeah, I don't see much of an issue there. Um, uh, it, I think it's from the perspective of of this writing. It's saying David did kill Goliath with with the slingshot, but he was then he pulled out a sword and made sure. All right, we're gonna kill him. If not this time, a second time um, with the sword. Um, yeah, I don't see much of an issue there. But I get it. Yeah, that's a bit of a confusing one there. Okay, you need to... Yeah, you go ahead. This cool. is going to be a quick, gonna be a quick podcast. Even Matthew 24, verse 9. Even This is their favorite. Even some of the disciples of Jesus will be killed. And then it says, I think this is John... If anyone keeps Jesus' word, he will never see death. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, no. And no, it's the third one. Hebrews, all men die once, then judgment follows. So it's saying, wait, he said he'll he'll never see death. And then it says all men die once. So it must be a contradiction, but, or an inconsistency, but. Give it to him, give it to him. But, (sighs) wait, there's three of them. For some reason, they put okay. So, if it's he's, it's obviously he will never see death. He's talking about. I feel like that he's referring to like you know eternal hell and eternal right. Like that's what he's talking about. Yeah. He'll never see eternal death. He will he he will eternally live because he keeps using his words. And then when it says all men die once, the judgment follows because all men ten out of die. ten people die. And then judgment follows either eternal death or eternal, you know, life, life. And so, yeah, that's just, that's pretty simple. Enough. But they, no, they... I get, no, here's the thing. We can't be, we can't be, um, 
we can't be super critical of like what they're saying, like in terms uh-huh. of like their mistakes, because again, you got to take these very lightly because this is coming from an outsider perspective. So it does make sense that that would be confusing, but mm. you, and- your life is referring to after this world, not in this yeah. world. And in uh, Matthew, uh, they said even some of the disciples of of Jesus will be killed. That's I pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's referring to they will be like martyred, right? Like they will be. What's well, a prophecy? Yeah, they'll they will be killed, like stoned, one. and all this stuff. All except for one dies. All, all except for one. That's John, and he's in prison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just and, it's and, and everybody dies. You know, it's just saying that they will be like you know stone and brutally killed so yeah that's and then it's pretty easy. all right um next one i want to stick to you stick to new i'm going to stick to old oh yeah. um, i don't want exodus actually i'll go to new i'll go to new here we go what's the last one um <laughs> do the last one. Oh, all right i got the last one this one's this <laughs> one's not too bad because i've actually heard this one before uh revelation 8 7 all the grass of the earth is burned up and then revelation 9 4 an army of locusts which is about to be turned loose on the earth is instructed not to harm the grass well i can go ahead and i don't even need to read this and even with their own instruction i can their own interpretation of it um i can i can um think of a possible solution to this uh guys how long does it take for grass to grow back even when it's all burned up (laughs) not very long guys it takes it takes at most a couple of weeks mm-hmm. for the grass it, even if it burns up even if grass burns up it still grows back um so i'm sure revelation 8 7 and revelation 9 4 are a completely different time period um probably a month i don't know i didn't read the verse cuz i didn't even need to this time guys it does not take that long for grass to Grass can be burned up and trampled on and all sorts of stuff and still grow in a couple of days. It's back. That's why I got to mow your lawn every week because you cut all the grass. Unless it's winter, put a bunch of, baby. Put a bunch of poison on it, yeah. Put a bunch of poison on it, and it's back in a couple of weeks. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm sure it just grew back. It's going to grow back in that time. Like Grass always does. Even if it's burned or mm-hmm. trampled on, it doesn't matter. It grows back no matter what. Um that was all right. I'm this is gonna be not gonna do this one, but I found one that we did actually last time that that's on here. You wanna know? It's the honor your father and mother is one of the Ten Commandments, and then says that uh, you must hate your father, mother, wife, children, and mother. Okay. You know, remember yeah. that one that we we said it was in comparison. You know, he's saying you must hate because how much you to, to you love yeah. Jesus. And, right. I think we did that one last time. And it, it says, he says, to call no man on earth your father. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we already did that one, but here we go. Do we do old or new? Uh, how much, Is this your third one that you've done? Yeah, I think so. All right. Let's do, let's do, you do one more. I do one more. Um, uh, because, you know, if, if these are in question, if it's just a couple of these are in question, you got to question the whole entire article about it. So, um, we're not saying again. We're not saying like that. There's not some possible questions for some of these. I'm sure there's five or six really, really confusing ones that would take like days of you know just dwelling over to figure out. 
a solution to these. Um, but the fact that, I mean, I, I mean, the one that I just did, think about it logically, guys. Grass, grass, all of the grass on the earth can be burned up and it, regr- it would regrow back. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of places wouldn't have grass after it got burned up, but you got to think about it logically. There's going to be plenty of places that still have grass. I like that one. That was scientific, like actually real science. Yeah. But yeah. Let's do, you do one more. I do one more and we can have a nice short podcast done and yeah, be fun. Here's one that I Go actually ahead. sort of don't fully know, but here's a random one. God is faithful and truthful. He's not lie. And then they said that's in Exodus and Deuteronomy and Timothy or Thessalonians. Yeah. And then it says in first Kings, God condones a spirit of deception. So, wait. Hold on. Wait. 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 What was the first verse? First verse. Why wouldn't God, Why wouldn't God condone a spirit of deception? Uh, God is faithful and truthful. He does not lie. And then it says, it says First Kings. Wait, condone as in like First Kings not accept or like. What is what is the definition of condoned again? Uh, well, let me read the dictionary? verse. First Kings, yeah, God, just, chapter twenty-two, yeah. verse twenty-one through twenty-three. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord, saying, "I will entice him." And the Lord said to him, "But by what means?" And he said, "I will go out, and will be be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets." And he said, "You are to entice him, and you shall succeed. Go out and do so." Now, therefore, behold, the Lord has put a living, lying spirit. In the mouth of all these, these your prophets, the Lord has declared disaster for you. So, let's see. I'm finding the exact term for condone. Uh, it I don't th- it it kind of looks like he just he just he just uh yeah overlook and forgive is the exact word for condone. Wait, what's that mean? Overlook or forgive might be a secondary. Let me. Sure? This is a pretty good one, actually. Um, where what was this? What was the first verse? So I can look at it, at it in the website. First verse, Exodus thirty-four. Exodus. Okay. Go to it. Exodus uh, thirty-four. Yep. Six. And then it says Deuteronomy says it there. Apparently, it says it in somewhere else. Titus says it. I guess. So it's saying that it's saying that God says he can he ne- he cannot lie, or it's, yep. they're saying that God doesn't lie, it. but. Hold on. Right. God, is God sent a truthful. lying spirit to uh, somebody or something. First Kings 22, 21. 23. It, it sounds like he sent out. He, he, he didn't lie, but he, he made and will be a lying Hold spirit. Up. It's not like 22. It's like a, it's like a, he's like, it's like a punishment for uh, the spirit came forward. Might have to edit this out. This one might take a little while, actually. Um, then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord, saying, "I will entice him." And the Lord said to him, "By by what means?" And he said, "I will go out and will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all the prophets." And he said, "You are to entice him, and you shall succeed. Go out and do so." Now, therefore, behold, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these all your prophets. The Lord has declared disaster for you. What does it say condones? Does it ever say condoned in scripture? No. It, the, the, the verse that you read never said condoned. 
no, uh, and Kings. Okay, says right. right. So okay. he he just he yep. just he just uses. Uh, I will go out and inspire all of Ahab's prophets to speak lies. Not really. Not he's not lying. He's he's no. persuading. He's sort allowing of, allowing to them to right. lie. Yep, pretty much. See again. This is this is me getting entangled in their words. I'm gonna make sure for sure that it never said condone because if it says condone, then we got we're gonna have to go through this. Oh oh oh. Verse twenty three. So you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouths of all your prophets, for the Lord has pronounced your doom. Yeah, I mean, never says condone. Never. He, says he put condone. a lying spirit in the in the mouth of all their prophets. That's all. That's condone. It. Condone is such a terrible way of looking at that verse. God can allow plenty of evil to happen to you and allow you to do evil. Plenty of it. Okay. Um, I would be lying. Except in allow. You. That's what condone. So they're taking it like he accepted it. Like he's like, yes, it's all right to lie. Like, right. He was yep. just allowing it. He was allowing them to lie. Yeah, so it says pretty much. Allow, so. Go ahead and explain it. I, I got my little so yeah, got my little basically, mind around it. I really, I've never read First Second Kings, so I, is there, is, I don't even know. But I don't know. But um, where did the verse go? But yeah, so he's, they're saying that God never lies. And then they're saying he Correct. he condones, which is actually a kind of a weird word because it means accept and allow, but it it can mean allow and it can mean accept, like it can mean two different things. Like condones, that it, is it, kind of a tricky definition. It's two different things, but they're saying that oh God, they're using it for accept. Yeah, and overlook. God accepted, and he says it's okay to lie because blah blah, but in it's really more like. He allowed them to lie, and so he said, "You because because it was part of his plan." He says, "You will succeed," right. said the Lord. "Go ahead and do it." So you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouths of all your prophets. Has pronounced your doom. So. Oh yeah, God can. Yeah, yeah. There's no. There's no. I, there's definitely inconsistency there, but no contradiction. Wait, but wait, wait at all. I don't even know the backstory behind, like, what's happening behind. I don't know either. I haven't read First and Second Kings. I got to eventually, though, for sure. But I'm I'm working towards it. But um, because yeah. pretty, pretty much God can allow any evil to happen uh, to you whatsoever, and He still be just. Um, He can allow somebody to come into your house, pull the trigger on you, and you're dead. And it, and He all and He does. He does allow that to happen. God is completely sovereign and in control of every situation. And he's just in the way that he does it. So in terms of like that, he allowed an evil spirit to do what it just said, be in li- a lying, um, be filled with lies and have their mouths be filled with lies. Uh, that doesn't mean he condones it or accepts it. He doesn't want that to happen, but he's going to use that and let that happen so, so that there be a, they'll be good out of it. I, and it's all part of his plan. So It says... Uh, so I'm guessing these prophets were false prophets. Oh, I don't know because don't because know they're they're pronouncing their doom. They're they're that's what it says. And then it, it says up here, um, in verse 21, and and finally a spirit approached the Lord and said, "I can do it." 
So it's it's a spirit coming to God, and it's like, how will you do this? The Lord asked, and then spirit replied, I'll go out and inspire all of Ahab's yeah. prophets to speak lies. The Lord says, you will succeed. For the Lord, go ahead and do it. And then he put the long spirit in the mouth of all the prophets, for the Lord has pronounced your doom. So I'm guessing those are false. Like, th- those weren't followers of God. I don't know. I don't know. It, it could happen to followers of God. It could, I don't know about its spirit getting being a spirit being sent into them but there could be a struggle with that for sure god allowing you to have a tough time with that um because that's what builds strength you can't have strength without struggle there's no way to have strength without a bit of struggle it's through struggle that you gain strength it's through weakness that you gain strength so i have the problem that i had is the way they used the word condone um, yeah that's how like 90% of all of these contradictions go. Uh, these quote unquote contradictions on websites are they put their own interpretation on scripture. Uh, and it's really, really dangerous. You should never add or subtract anything from scripture. Um, it is the absolute authority. Uh, nothing added or subtracted. So uh, if without further, I'm going to do my last one. If, unless you got something else to say on it. Uh, it says here, uh, there was none like Ahab, which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord. What is it? Okay, so he's just pretty much giving himself over to destruction. He's letting just destruction fall upon him. The I would say I, I mean I would I would look it up and read it for yourself. I would take, you know, I, I've never read okay. King, so I don't know what's happening at all. But yeah, if you want to understand more of this, I guess you can go read. Uh, First go read it for yourself. Go, go to. I mean, it's the whole purpose of this, and and any atheist watching, um, we're here to bring about questions and go searching for yourself. Don't take our word for it that it's not a contradiction. Don't take our word for it that this, our interpretation is correct. Go search for it for yourself. Um, so I'm gonna scroll. And don't don't get a hard old one. New. Oh, that was actually a pretty good one. That was that was a pretty good. One. No, that one wasn't hard. It was just I it was just thought they actually said condone. Good one. So I was like, wait a second. Not a, not one of the easy ones where you. No, that was a good one. No, that was definitely a good one. All right, yeah. what we got here? <clears throat> the centurion himself approaches Jesus to ask to heal his servant. The centurion sends elders to do the asking again. I've seen this one before. Man, I'm getting lucky here. I've seen these been being discussed already. Um, uh, so yeah, the centurion self approaches Jesus to ask to heal his servant. And then Luke seven, two through 10 actually says the servant, the centurion sends his elders to do the asking. This is just literally the, uh, him being associated with something that he didn't actually do in the same way for if the disciples went out and healed somebody that the people would associate them with Jesus and saying, Jesus did this healing, um, the elders themselves wouldn't get the credit for something like this. They would say, okay, we're being sent by the centurion. So I'm sure Matthew chapter 8, where it says the centurion himself approaches Jesus, it was actually more of like uh, him being associated with this. In the same way as if the president says something in the media that or accepts or looks over something in the media and, and improves of it, <laughs> even if it was like, he just put a check mark on it or something or looked over it for two seconds. Mm-hmm. It's just something that's been attributed to, to him, even though he didn't actually 
himself say this or do this, it's attributed to him because of his leadership. I think in the same way as the centurion did actually send his elders to go do the asking, uh, like it says in Luke chapter seven, but him himself wasn't actually there. Um, it was attributed to him because this was his business pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Um, to do, I think we're pointed like every single one. Uh, man, that would take a while. A that's a good one too. That's, that's a good question. But if you, if you think about it, um, uh, that's kind of happens nowadays still where people are attributed with things they didn't actually do. There was somebody of a lesser, it's kind of the same way if I say John MacArthur from uh, grace to you church um, sent one of his elders to go do something in Haiti and a news headline said, John MacArthur helped out in Haiti. He didn't actually help out in Haiti. He sent an elder, but that would be what they would say. Yeah. Cause that's part of his church. It's the same thing here, pretty much. That that was a really good analogy. Yeah. I'm kind of pat myself on the back there, actually. All right, I think that's it for me. Because um, yeah. I, that you know, just quick podcast. It's Christmas. I want to relax and not have to worry about podcasts. Yep. Oh wait. So All right. what's the? Are we gonna res- uh, keep doing uh, the Bible study every sun- uh, on Sundays? Uh, like keep, yeah yeah because that's just like a um, that's that's good you know i don't i don't know i don't know if we're gonna do that through christmas through 25th to the first of january i have no clue okay um i i don't know i i'd expect i expect podcasts up till the 24th all right and then after that i think i think what we discussed earlier us taking a break from the 25th to the first yeah um, and maybe, maybe even, even like further. the week like of Christmas, like the twentieth through the e definitely yeah the twenty the the yeah it might be even the twentieth I don't know I would probably pre record something and upload it on the twenty third we'll definitely 24th, push out a, that Wednesday is. a Christmas podcast right yeah I don't know what I want to do maybe on, on Christmas that, Eve what what yeah what day is it the sixteenth so yeah you expect a Mark chapter three this Sunday I know I don't know if we even discussed this this is kind of out of nowhere we recorded this podcast but um there was supposed to be a feature today things happened um that got in the way of that um so there this this was kind of like a substitute topic disc- discussion mm-hmm. um on the open mind session i don't know if we should even keep that title anymore but we're going to use it for this one because <laughs> our last one was our last one was under that um but it's fine so yeah, everybody's you, busy the whole day so Right, right. That that featured episode that we were talking about in that last podcast should come out next year. Next year. That's an easy, that's, an, that's, an, that's an easy deadline to reach. That's easy. Yeah, it'll come out in it'll probably come out in January, <laughs> oh, or February. It'll come out in January, February. So yeah. look out for that. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. That's it for me. Email us if you have any questions. Um, want to give if you want to give your life to the Lord and you haven't already. Uh, and be devoted to Jesus, uh, email us, let us know. It's at theopenmindpodcast at gmail.com, all lowercase, ed. Without further ado, I kind of want to get out of here and uh, do nothing, probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, any last words for you? Yep. So, remember, before you keep an open mind, you need to share the podcast. (laughs) And, yeah. (laughs) Watch uh, the previous podcast that you have 
not yet seen. If right. they're interesting yeah, they, to you. Yeah. Because they're not very I don't I think a lot of people miss them this this time of year. Yeah. Well I mean yeah, I mean we we you know it's, it's, it's uh, to be expected. Most wonderful time of right year. <laughs> but without further ado. Remember. Keep an open mind. <laughs>